0: everybody, welcome to Black and White Reviews, the show where we talk about things that we enjoy, music, music, movies, TV shows, series that are not on actual TV, but we talk about them in detail. So if you haven't watched the movie, the episode, or heard the stuff we're talking about, please go check them out. Um, I am Lee. And I am Chuck. And we're going to be talking about our uh, episodes on The Chosen. So last week we discussed episode four. Which, A new hope.
1: What's that? A new hope. No.
0: <laughs> okay, we got we got to move on from every from comparing all these episodes to Star Wars. <sighs> anyway, this is episode five.
1: Empire Strikes Back. Which I'm was just which Keep was going. the better
0: of them? Um, no, this is the Wedding Gift. Um, those of you who know the story of Jesus Christ and know everything about the Wedding Gift. This is a pretty cool miracle, probably the first big public miracle that he did that, you know, turned some heads. But um, anyway, uh, great episode, really happy we're getting to discuss it now. Um, it's one of the few that I haven't watched in a little while. Uh, I, I think in a couple more episodes we get to my favorite one. Uh, but this one was just really, really great because you have another, another character in there who's very um, practical very focused on, on you know this makes sense or this doesn't make sense, and you know he, he really gets rocked here, just like totally shaken. Uh, so I'll I'll just ask you, Chuck, what was your initial thought on this episode altogether?
1: <clears throat> My initial thought on this episode, man, I had some doubts about it. Um, no, I'm just saying that was Thomas. Um, no, I actually, I say this every week, so far. <laughs> This is my new favorite episode. Um, Simon, guy's awesome. <laughs> Jesus, he's hilarious. I, I, I've never seen anyone portray Jesus as such a down-to-earth, sarcastic, funny man. I mean, if you can use funny man. Um, but it's it's brilliant the way they put this together they they portray jesus as like i said such a down to earth sarcastic guy um seeing simon in one of our first episodes we talked about you know looking at simon is does he, does he stay at home does he leave this this episode you know answered that question with his wife um him traveling and stuff like that which we'll get into um but then it's funny because he, he he's throughout the move, throughout the episode, Jesus predicts stuff like there's going to be twelve, and really, how do you know? You'll see, or you know, he just throws out funny lines to the whole thing. But overall, I think it was beautifully written. I think it was directed. I mean, to have to to have such a good show without. With very little special effects and have it be so powerful is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, but to date so far, and as I said before, this is my first time watching this. So each week I'm watching it for the very first time, kind of like you're doing with WandaVision. Um, so I don't have the privilege of watching it again, of watching it the first time or of seeing it before, but this is my first time seeing it. And I love that every week is better and better and i like each episode more and more
0: yeah yeah so i i agree i mean the episodes keep getting better you get more and more into the relationships that he's building with the people who are the chosen ones and it's just it's it's great so um i mean let's delve into it a little bit here i mean it starts right off with i mean i love how each episode starts off with a Sort of a flashback, you know, kind of giving you a a background to what they're going to sort of touch upon at one point. Because yeah, it did say,
1: I didn't put two and two together at first. It because it said eighty eight, and I was like, this is eighteen years ago. Uh huh. Because we start off in eighty twenty six. Right. So this is eighteen years ago. Hmm. I didn't catch on at first that Jesus was no. See, none of this makes sense, because he starts his ministry at 30. Uh-huh. They show him starting at 26, Uh huh. because 18 years ago, he's now 12. Uh-huh. So does his ministry start at 26 or at 30? So, wait. So,
0: j- correct me if I'm wrong. I'm still very new as a Christian. 88. So he would be, in 8 AD, he would be 8 years old? No. That would be the you would
1: think right right he was not an eight-year-old boy he was 12 right this was him 12 Uh uh-huh and then that's the thing though is 12 plus 18 is 30 but if you went to 88 we're still off by four years Mm. so where does that start I don't
0: know. I think we're back into the John Connor and Dark Fate conundrum, here. Yeah, almost the same. Where something is just not matching up. It's
1: Terminator Salvation,
0: all over again. No, no, no. Terminator Dark Fate. Dark Fate. Okay. Yeah,
1: not Salvation. Yeah, one was real, one science fiction. <laughs> 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 Let's compare the two. Right. <laughs> exactly. No, but I just the, I guess this is probably a Steve Arsenal question like why are we missing four years right right or seemingly missing four years did they start it when he's a young boy like when the cuz the i know that the, the the magi meet up with him when he's about 2 or 3 years old
0: mm-hmm. but, so do they wait to consider it a whole new year you know yeah i have a, a whole new starting way of of measuring time I, I don't know i mean i it always makes me laugh when they um in back to the future when he, when Doc goes in and he goes, and he sh- he's showing how the time ter- circuits work. And he goes, and when's the birth of Christ? And he puts like z- um, 1225 0000. <laughs> and it's just like, it's a quick thing. And I'm like, oh, I like how they put that in there. And in a scientific science fiction movie, they put in the birth of Christ, right. December 25th. And I'm like, well, that's not accurate. He was definitely not born on December 25th in the Euro zero. The The Euro Zero. The Euro. Euro. Let's call it the Euro. Um, Anyway. But continues. Aside from this, I think it's the only thing that I was really confused about in this series so far. I'm like, maybe I just don't get it. So anybody who's listening to this and has a little bit more insight, go ahead and give it to us. We did not take the time to look it up, I guess. So whatever. Steve Arsenal, if you're listening you you probably not and we urge you to start listening to us so you can come on here and tell us one wrong which is a lot probably so <laughs> anyway um so yeah it starts off in 8AD and it's the whole port a uh, whole point where basically Mary and Joseph just left Jesus behind they just like got up and left and drove away for like 3 days and they were like oh wait where's Jesus <laughs> where's our only son oh uh we might have left him behind. Let's turn around and go back. How that happens, I don't know. I mean, there's that whole thing where people put their, their kids in their in their car seats on top of their car and start to drive away, and someone's like, no, you know. I think they did that. In, well, yeah, whatever. They, did they actually have that shows. in cars
1: now. So, like, if, in some of the new cars, they actually, when you get out of your car, there is now a warning. Yeah. Or a, it's, there's a little message in... Like the center console, the center dash of your screen, your screen, the center screen of your dashboard, and there's a little message and it beeps and it says "Check back seat for children." <laughs> 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 for those people who forgot they had kids, <laughs> and and, message... and for
0: those who were living in some sketchy neighborhoods where kids like to steal cars. Check the back Check seat the back for seat. someone else's kid. <laughs> someone
1: kid started so your like donkey. imagine Mary walking away like driving away in her donkey. You know. <laughs> the donkey starts Check the watching. back of your donkey and make sure there's a kid there. <laughs> right. So anyway. Yeah, but she just randomly forgets her kid and she goes back and she even gets made fun of by one of the innkeepers or something. One of the guys there, like, You forgot your kid. So, yeah, like, what's the matter with you?
0: But Basically, the whole thing comes down, and you no, know, Jesus, is like you were supposed to be with your father, and he's like, uh, "I was." I-, I love the way he responded to. It. It was very much like, "I, I, I was," like <laughs> with my father. And there's the whole classic line. I say classic, the biblical line. Didn't did you not know that I would be in my father's house? And that's when they're like, "Okay, all right, that, I get that, but why would you put us through this? Hey." I'm um, Jesus. <laughs> okay. He and gets
1: disciplined by Joseph, which is hilarious. He does.
0: He's like, don't do this again. What are you doing? But I-, I thought it was really interesting when she's like, you know, what's going on here? And he says, I was there. And it's like, if not now, like, you know, you shouldn't be doing this yet. He goes, if not now, when? Right. Which is the cyclical part of the, sh- of the show. And she's just like, just help us get through it all with you. Because she clearly knows, I mean, she was told, and she knows that he is destined for amazingly great things. She's like, but please just help us all be here with you. Don't just run off and leave us in the dust. We need to know what's going on. We don't want to be left behind. So, you know, as they go on, it kind of cuts up. It goes into the future a little bit to, you know, years later. It's pretty much the present time we've been following. And we've got Dinah there who's getting ready for her son's wedding. She's getting everything prepared, and Mary is her BFF who shows up to come come help her out. What BFF is that funny to you? Oh, you thinking about you're thinking about just friends? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Joyce. Um. So. Anyway, yeah, Mary's her friend who came by to help her get the wedding ready, and they're just, you know, she's like so ecstatic that everything's coming together, but she's also super nervous because the 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 family that her son is marrying into are wicked stuck up people. Right. They're they're just like
1: What's funny is except for one scene, you never see the bride and groom in this whole movie. Oh, I don't remember them at all. <laughs> no, they show I th- Yeah, they show the bride and groom once. Okay want I believe might have missed it um but I'm like I'm thinking to myself at the half I'm like are we gonna ever be introduced to said bride and groom yeah, Well, the story really never has anything to do with them
0: really it's more about the situation and everybody else who's wearing the bride and groom they just do their job and the families are the ones who actually provide the wedding service so it was really more about the
1: people who Tell were involved in it your wedding had nothing to do with you <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> today it has nothing to do with the husband. It's all about the wife. Really? Well, oh, man, I freaked out
0: my wedding day. I had so many people running up to me asking me questions. I'm like, I don't know. Why are you asking me? Go find her. They're like, where is she? I'm like, I don't know. I'm not allowed to know. She's somewhere here. She's in a room locked away. Anyway, times were different back then. It was always the families running everything, and they just showed up. I mean, there's even a scene in here where Simon's talking up to Eden about how— when they were getting married, he's never seen her before. He didn't see her until he lifted the veil. And that's how marriages were back then. They were set up. Right. You know, I mean, and there are still some cultures who do that today where you don't see the wife. It's just a prearranged marriage. Right. You walk into it. And, but it's, it's, I think it's amazing just that Eden and Simon did get set up together because they are a perfect couple. Oh, yeah. The, their chemistry is amazing. I love it. And we see some more of that in this episode.
1: And they actually, they do a really good job too, because he actually played off in that scene that you talk about when they're, when she's crushing the grapes yeah. to make wine, because mm-hmm. um, he actually does remember what she's talking about. Oh yeah, but he's just he's just playing it off like <laughs> we talking about.
0: Yeah, because he even makes <laughs> that face. He's like, yeah, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, okay, okay whatever. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we have this thing there. Mary's there helping them out. And then we get over to Nicodemus, who's still hanging out with Creepy John. It's the last place we saw him in the last episode. I'm sorry, but he's going to be referred to as Creepy John for the remainder of our podcast when we discuss it. this because it's just—it's it. so funny because we never thought we think, oh, John the Baptist, John the Baptist, he's John the Baptist. No, he's Creepy John. This guy—he's is- this dirty guy <laughs> wearing camel fur. You know, camel skin. Doesn't brush out, his hair out or the his wilderness. teeth in who knows how long. Yeah, but he straightens his beard. That—that <laughs> 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 That is the craziest, straightest beard I've ever seen in my life. Anyway, he's up there, and he's basically just asking him um, about, like, all these things and the miracles and asking about his ministry. Like, just tell me about what your ministry is all about, right? Well, Nicodemus, I'm thinking... Thinks that some of this is coming from John. Right. He he's he wants to know what's going on. That's how that's his first impression is to say that. But as John is responding, he's he's more thinking, okay, this guy clearly is not who I'm looking for. Yeah, he's loopy. Yeah, he's he's out of it. He's not the guy, but he still might be able to provide me with some answers, right? So, he's asking him the questions. He gets into it, and John starts talking about like preparing the way. You know, when he's like, when the kings were coming through, they had to prepare the way, like, you know, move all the brush, you know, get the logs, cut them all out of the way, you know, make straight away for the king. And he's like, okay, so you're saying that you're the king, we need to prepare a way for you? He's like, no, not at all. Like, come on. But then he says, <laughs> he said something about being offended by your frock. Your frock offends me. <laughs> the cost of that frock could feed three children for a month, you know, and he's just ripping on on Pharisees and the way they live. He's like he just wants to know the real reason why Nicodemus is there, right? Right. And he starts going through, and I mean that's pretty much what it kind of comes down to. We we go back and forth a lot there, Um, and I think it's just it's coming down to. um, Nicodemus is really starting to break down and just say to him, like, listen, I really just want to know what the situation is. I mean, I guess we can kind of skip to the rest of their conversation because it is in sequence in that sense. But, um, he's explaining the exorcism to him and everything and how Mary didn't even know, you know, Jesus's name, the one who delivered, you know, and saved her. Um, and that's when, when Jean just gets super excited and she's like, oh, my God, he's healing in secret now. That means the public signs aren't too far off. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is so good. Which is
1: actually a buildup for the rest of this episode.
0: Right? Right. right. So that's when we start recognizing we're going to get there to that point. So it's like, you know, so then he's like, well, who is this man? And he starts quoting uh, Solomon. What, do you have it there? Is that why you had it up? Oh, no. Just looking at pictures of Ryan Seacrest or Johnny Depp? What is that? Creepy John. <laughs> is it Creepy John? <laughs> I was looking to see who played Creepy John. Creepy John. Doesn't look like him at all, huh? Not when he's not all creepy. Anyway, yeah. So, what was cool about that was he starts quoting uh, proverbs, and as he's saying, he's like, "Don't you qu- quote Solomon to me?" You know, and he's just like, "What's his name?" And what is the name of his son? You know, the one who created this and did everything. And he just he's like, "Just blasphemy." No wonder you're in here. And it's just, and, and John's just like, dude, like, people need to wake up. Some. Some are ready to wake up, and some are just in love with the dark. I wonder which one you'll be. You know, and and that was just like it was such a hard hit for Nicodemus's heart at that point. Right. You know, well, he
1: brings him along. He's like, he's like, you know, the scripture, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Finish it. Right. And he finishes it, and he's like, <clears throat> no. Yeah. The God
0: can't have a son. God does not have a son. No, he said God has a son, and Israel is his son. Right, but he's
1: yeah, it's like because the, in Israel referring to not just the people but um was it Jacob who Jacob was named, Jacob was named Israel, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> we know otherwise, so. You know that that's pretty much what it is right there, and he's just like offended, but but he's also just still intrigued. So again, Nicodemus gets some idea, is wondering what's going on, and is left with even more questions now. Right. Who is this person? What is he doing? And and why is somebody out here, this crazy person, out in the wilderness, saying that he is the son of God? I mean, there was the whole thing. Is like when he did baptize him, he's like, "This is my son, who I'm most pleased." Well, he didn't say that. Well, with her, no, not him, you know, that was the whole thing. The spirit came down, the dove let, right. rested on his head, and that's when it came down. So, anyway, we get back over here to, to Eden, right? Who's making wine, she's over there with her stinky feet making some stinky wine. And I mean, I, I trust her feet over Simon's feet. When she's like, wash your feet. I'm just like, you got to wash your feet better than that, buddy.
1: You <laughs> just, like, just like wiped them down <laughs> he once wiped or twice. It. That was
0: it. it was just like little sprints <clears throat> and then a wipe. And I'm like, I'm not drinking that wine. No. <laughs> it's f- the fisherman. <laughs> like fishy wine. This anyway. wine
1: smells a little fishy.
0: Yeah. So they're making wine. And basically he just kind of goes into this whole thing where he's he's explaining what's going on. And He says, like, why did you, like, what happened? He's like, Eden, I was out there. I caught nothing, not a single fish. And then James and John, you know, they came out to help too. Thanks for that, by the way. And um, they, they came out and we caught nothing. We were there all night long, didn't catch a single fish. And then... You know, I came up. I came to the shore, and Andrew was telling me that you know about this this teacher that he met, and he thinks he's the Messiah or something. And I met him, and he told me to cast my line out, even though I was already out there and got nothing. I told you the per, the perfect cast. Jesus knows the perfect cast. So, uh, so what's it? One o'clock, twelve o'clock, 3, ten o'clock, two o'clock, ten o'clock, two o'clock. <laughs> so, um. He goes ahead and throws it down, and as we discussed in the last episode, in like three seconds, the entire thing just bubbles up with fish, and the net is so full they can't even fill two boats with it.
1: Well, he actually, in the last episode, you only see him fill up one boat. Right. And this episode, he says it fills up. Both, both, both of boats. their
0: boats. Well, because <laughs> I think it's because the first boat was just like un, unfloatable at that point. Yeah, it was, so if they if had it to wasn't on shore, the... <laughs> it would have sank. <laughs> yeah. So they were pretty <clears throat> much, they were they couldn't even move the boat. So he explains that. He goes, we got so much fish, we could, we could pay off our debts. And then he starts going into Elijah and Elisha. Um, I always pronounced it Elijah and Elisha. I thought it was Elijah and Elisha. Yeah. I th- cause I thought he was talking about a woman. No, no. When when he said Alicia, I was like, "Oh, that's so much easier to not get confused <laughs> if I think of it like Alicia." I I thought he was talking at
1: first until I, like, thought it through. Mm. I'm like, "Who the heck is Alicia?" There's no <laughs> woman named Alicia in the bu-. and yeah. I'm like, Elisha. I'm like, "Okay."
0: Yeah. Elisha, no. Elisha,
1: because it's always been Elijah and Elisha, right?
0: The names are just way too similar here. Anyway. Well, not when he says it. But he's talking about when, you know, basically Elijah comes over, he puts the cloak over him and just basically told him, okay, uh, I've claimed you, you're following me. Very very caveman, Hey, hit you over the head, now we're married type thing. Right. You know, like that's what I kind of got. He was like, hey, he's put his cloak on me. Sorry, Mom. See you later. This guy threw his cloak on me. <laughs> I'm outski. Um but he, but he explains, like, that's basically the same thing that just happened to him. You know, and he's like, he said that I would catch people instead. I don't even know what that means, you know. But, and he was I'm just... i quitting my job and I'm following him. And she's like, cool. Well, well, at first, she's, like, in tears. And I'm like, you get that thought of, like, is she thinking he's just being ridiculous again with some new thing? But no, it happy. makes a lot of sense. And she's like... She just kind of, you know, she looked and she's like, This is the man that I married. You couldn't make this up. How could I think you're lying to me? Like, there's no way you could make this up. She's like, Of course he chose you. F- Somebody finally sees in you what I've always seen. You are more than a fisherman. And it's just like, uh, This scene, it's another tearjerker scene for me because I keep thinking about the time that I. I realized that I want to follow Christ and I came home and I got the very opposite of this conversation. Nothing against my wife, I love her now. She is now she has since been saved. But the first year and a half um, of me accepting my salvation, um, it was really, really challenging. I came home after my first encounter week and I encountered God, let him encounter me and I came home all excited and she was just like she just like shot me down. I was I was like oh okay and then days went by and it was like after the first like 4 or 5 days went by I was just like well that was a fun weekend but I guess I guess whatever you know if this is how my life's going to be I'm just going to have to keep living it but now now I've got conviction so great now I just feel even worse you know <laughs> <laughs> fantastic <laughs> thanks god but um hey a year and a half later she got saved so it changed but in right. this situation here like i was just bawling my eyes out because it was just her response was just like i get it you clearly needed it. We do what you do do what you need to do just like uh, zebedee said to his sons right but with everything going on here you think about this and i mean if you've ever seen seen or read um the pilgrim's progress you know in that whole story John bunyan wrote that in prison actually which is-
1: Fantastic.
0: Just like Paul, you know, just like it's it's an amazing story. And, and in that, the whole thing is, you know, Christian, Christian Pilgrim, <laughs> the names are so creative. <laughs> Christian goes home to his wife and she basically just laughs at him and she, she's like, you're ridiculous. If you're going to do this and follow this, we're not going to be waiting for you. Like right. you're nuts. We're done with this. And here we get the exact opposite where she is just totally gung ho hey, hey, don't even worry about us. You're being called by the Messiah because, you know, he finally sees who you are. And, you know... Well, he finally sees. Well, I mean, somebody finally sees what she she saw in him all that time. Like, all the things that he is, it's not about what he does, it's not about what his craft is, it's about who he is. is, And that's a huge lesson that we all have to understand about ourselves. It's not about works... It's not about even just faith. It's like—but, I mean, they have to go hand in hand. But the Lord loves us for who we are inside, even beyond what we think we are. Right. And that is a hard truth to understand, especially if we have an orphan mentality. For those who don't know— what an orphan mentality is. I have a book right in front of me. It's actually written by a friend of ours, Wesley Pearson, about the orphan mentality. If you can find this up on Amazon or any other bookseller, I definitely recommend you pick it up. It's actually a fairly quick read. Um, there's not there's not too much to it. There's probably only eight yeah eight chapters and some closing remarks in the end. But it's a really, really great story that kind of gets into that whole mentality of thinking like, oh, I'm just this. I'm just that. I'm not worthy to, you know, tie his bootstraps, you know, or whatever. Right. But, hey, uh, if you get a chance, check out The Orphan Mentality. Fantastic book for a fantastic cause. Um, but anyway. You
1: know what's crazy is I was – thinking about with this scene and you said it's not who we are. It's not what we do. But who we are, and the first thing that I had to, I, had to, I, I didn't want to butcher it because I, I usually do that with when I quote movies. Like I, I know I can paraphrase movies very well, but quoting them is hard sometimes. <clears throat> but it gets me to think of um, Batman Begins, and he quotes, "It's not who I am underneath, but what I, I do that, that defines me." me. Yeah. With Christ, it's not what we do, but actually who we are underneath, underneath. that defines us. Exactly. exactly. It's I'm like, wow, how the world gets so backwards. Mm-hmm. And that was a really big line when that movie came out. That's what, yeah, I mean, that was, it's not who I am underneath. It's like... It is. But what I do <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm rich. <laughs> rich and <in> nuts. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we go through this whole thing and then 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 the two of them just go back into their whole like hey you going to help me you going to help me do this wine or what like just going to stand there and wash your, wash really your feet get in and there them. and they're just talking about like hey remember when we got ready for our wedding you remember this thing remember that stuff and he's like oh yeah I can't remember that we had a wedding and he's just playing aloof to the whole thing and she's like you don't remember when this happened when that happened and then he makes a big a big joke on her and they they laugh about it but they're they're having a good time right you know she is just ecstatic that her husband is back you know that he. I mean, even though he's leaving, but you know, back.
1: <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. It's in one of the first episodes we're talking about, we're discussing. You know, how is he married? He's in the area. He, he's just. He's gonna be back at night most of the time. Right. It's just some. He says in this. He says sometimes I'll be traveling. But he doesn't even know.
0: He has no idea what he's in for. They didn't well, even know he, how to carry he has their that lunch sacks. Conversation
1: sex. with his brother on the way, <laughs> in the next scene, which I which i think was it was so it was so funny to watch these two <laughs> they're carrying <laughs> that's the next that's the next scene right yeah um is him and his brother actually walking to meet jesus yeah it's it's when we get into
0: that too i mean they're carrying their lunch together, and he's like, "Am I carrying this right?" Yeah. Basically? How do we how do we pack our lunch? It's like, well, maybe if I had a stick, I could like put it over my shoulder. And I'm thinking like the old hobo, you know, with the the beard. He's got a stick with a little like handkerchief with a couple of things in the back, walking around right. with it. And he's like, just just swing it over your shoulder. Like, I, I don't know. He's like, well, how do you pack for this? I don't know. I've never done this before.
1: You know. <laughs> and then Simon actually fixes his. You he throws it over. His, his brother's shoulder. Yeah. He just pats his shoulders. There you go. There you go. You're all set. <laughs> but
0: anyway, so we kind of get back to this whole thing with the um, the wine. So we've got we've got Thomas, and um, his, well, that's his- right.
1: I forget, I keep, and I just watched this again today. They they cut back and forth from Thomas and. His helper.
0: Yeah, this one, I feel like this episode cuts back and forth a lot more yeah. than some of the others, where it's just like, they'll show like a quick thing of this, and then they'll go back to everybody else. And it's probably just because they're introducing a lot more characters. Um, right. So they're getting they're getting involved in a lot more. But obviously as we go, they'll do that a little bit more, a little bit less, because more of these disciples will start to grow, and they'll all be in the same place. Right. So it'll be a little less of, of well, a you thing see, like that.
1: you see Thomas and... I don't even know her name. Uh, um, yeah. but she they're they're packing the wagon, getting ready to bring all their supplies to the wedding. And they have three well, they're, giant jugs the caterers. Yeah, yeah. They have three giant, giant jugs of wine, two of their two jugs of their best wine and one jug of their cheaper one, which is how they did it back then.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And He's like, well, we could have used four. She's like, three is enough.
0: He's like, yeah, but what if the one if one falls off? What if this happens? Big worry worrywart. This
1: guy is just worrying the whole time. Well, and, and is he th- though? Because and- that's not what I got. Because I realize, I realize in the end that not in the end, but about the thing that he is doubting Thomas. Oh yeah. But that's not what I got in this scene, because he's like, he's like, I would have paid for it, and she looks at him, and I'm like. I think he's trying to impress her. Mm. I think the whole time he likes her. Yeah, there is that there is that aspect of it as well. And they allude to it, but they don't allude to it so much. But they re- cuz even at the end, which we'll get there, she even says to him the same thing that Eden says to Simon basically. <clears throat> but I think that the whole th- the whole thing, he's like, "Yeah, cuz I would have just paid for it." And she's like, "Why would you do that?" And then he looks at her and he's like, "I don't know why I would do that." Like, and she looks at back at him, and there's this like this awkward pause where they're looking at each other, and then they just go about their business the rest of the time. And I'm like, I think he likes her. Yeah, but that, but the, you don't see. I wonder if they'll continue more of that. I, I haven't seen. You know, but I, I don't know if they show more of that in the coming episodes cuz that would be that would be cool this it'd be interesting to watch somebody who ends up becoming a the type of Jesus and while they're doing that still pursuing mm. a relationship aside from that as well too.
0: Yeah, with it without saying too much, I have a feeling cuz I, I maybe I don't recall too much, but it's going to be basically a Finn and Rose situation. <laughs> well, the next time Finn sees Rose, he basically goes, "Oh," taps her on the shoulder and walks off. <laughs> Wait, Something was set up here. It's not to that degree. Right. But I don't. I don't know if if right now in this season that we've seen so far it does come back to that. Right. Not to ruin it for you, but I just don't think it's it's part of it right, right. now. Right. Um, because we are we are pretty close to the end of it. I mean, we're we're five episodes and there's three episodes left. So, <clears throat> you know, we'll see how that how it all kind of comes together. Um, but that's his big thing is like we need to be more prepared. Um. And bring more wine yeah. No, they gave us the guests. You know, the head count We should be fine Don't worry about it We have this one It should be this much And then we have the third one For the end For the, you know The cheap wine And we'll be good Right Okay, alright, whatever And that's when we get Kind of back to To Mary and Dinah And, um Is this when they're setting up The hupa?
1: The hupa? The ch- the whatever the, 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 the structure Yeah She's like it's perfect. It's like and that Mary's like It's crooked. Mary's
0: like it's a little like roomier on this side. Like she's trying to be, she's trying to be so nice about it. It's much roomier on this side, um, but you know it's it still comes down to like okay here we go, so they're there and you find out that Abner the father, the future father-in-law, is not really fond of the new union because of how he. Um, just just how he he looks at everybody he's a status person he he cares about right. where they're from what they do it's all about the money for him it's all about we want to make sure we're marrying into this tight and this you know, is where his wife union. comes in right yeah so <clears throat> well yeah so eventually we've got uh, hella comes in and she's talking and she's being very super cordial you know, not really friendly. She goes to give her. She like Dinah goes in for a hug, and Hella just kind of sits there and goes, <laughs> and oh, okay, and just kind of holds back. Okay, never mind. So no hugs. Entitled,
1: we... privileged, snobby. Yeah, all come to mind. But she wasn't
0: being rude. She was. Just she was be- being extremely rude. I wouldn't say she was rude. I think it's just. See, I disagree. I, she
1: was extremely rude. She was. She was bent on because even. She was like, "Yeah, I'm here to, um, uh, pick out the table for my husband," and there were, she was. She was like, "Well, the tables, the seating arrangement's already been played," and she's like, "He's very particular. He's very particular. Like, right? Basically, give us what we want." And it's like, "No," she. I thought I took it that she was. She, because of her status, she was entitled, she was privileged, and she was utilizing that to get what she wants. Right. I thought she was being extremely rude. But she did say right after that, I have been known in the past
0: to persuade him and change his mind. You know, and she was saying that
1: woman to woman. Right. But then she asked for it, and then she's like, well, not really, though. Yeah. And then she looks at the. She goes, the structure. The
0: hoop is crooked, <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, hmm,
1: "Okay." But it was
0: funny because Dina, Dina, like almost like Jerry Springer her for a second there. Like she got she got pretty upset, and she's like, "Well, it's not personal." Uh yeah, it is personal. This is our wedding. <laughs> like this, it, it. Should be personal. Ne- never mind.
1: Okay. Because whatever. because they're the parents of the groom, right? Like. I wonder when it switched when the father of the bride paid for everything. Because hmm. back then it was the father, the parents of the groom. Well, right. <laughs> well, the whole point of that was there was the whole... I mean, look at... Um... Well, his daughter was leaving their family and going to be part of it. So she was actually taking a step down in status technically. Right. <clears throat> and that's the big deal. Which is interesting
0: mm mm-hmm.
1: very interesting yeah well who was it um
0: oh, I'm so bad at this I always confuse Isaac and Jacob and stuff as they grew older um so just think of Abraham hmm Isaac yeah I get that and Jacob I no I get that I know how it moves on but I'm thinking about who was who who was the one looking for a wife and sent sent their slave out to go basically find somebody he was like okay goes out there is like, okay, I'll work for you for this many years. Oh, it was Isaac. I'll work I want I want Rebecca. And they're like, oh no, we'll give you Leah. No, I want Rebecca. Well, okay, we'll, we'll give you Leah and then we'll talk about Rebecca. Right, right? Oh, right? No,
1: they tricked him into he thought he was getting Rebecca. <laughs> right, right, right. And then at his wedding night, he's like, Oh man Well
0: that's the whole thing is that the son after seven was, years was working right. for the woman. For the bride. In that case. Yeah, in that case. And that's in in a lot of situations, I guess, back then. It wasn't so much the other ways. It it came down to who had either who had the bigger authority or or whatever, whatever power the situation was. You do
1: realize that they were cousins.
0: Yeah, there's that, too. Well, proud to be (laughs) an (laughs) American. Anyway... Northern American. <laughs> Northern America.
1: <laughs>
0: sorry, I'm sorry.
1: No, that just, I just—I always <laughs> found that interesting—is he married both of his cousins? That was normal back then. Oh well, yeah, it was all within the. But then, when did again? When did that change? Because obviously and apparently, these two were not. In no. any manner, no. See, I,
0: I always, I always kind of assumed that things started changing when the sheet came down with all the animals. I mean, because that's when we started eating bacon again, which was nice. Is that not what that was about? Oh, oh shucks! <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like you can eat bacon now. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't about the Gentiles hearing the good news. Oh, that's what it was about. Right, uh, it whatever. was about bacon. I thought it was about bacon. <laughs> yeah, that was the bacon scripture. There is a bacon scripture, everybody. Uh, There's a lot of scriptures that people don't realize what's in there. <laughs> the one we talked about about the donkeys. <laughs> we'll get there again sometime. Anyway, so let's kind of get back into Simon and Andrew there, and they're you know they're meeting up with, um, and they they get their packed lunches, and as they're going back and forth. The rest of the crew is standing there, just like watching them have their conversation. You've been standing there long? Uh, uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes, and the funny have. thing is,
1: though, is they're all packed. <laughs> they're all packed <laughs> and ready to go for like a big old trip, and they and, they just have a lunch and that's it. Yeah, just the one. Well, that's the whole thing is
0: they have no idea what they're going in for. So, so we got so Jesus walks up and he goes, Ah, we have got Simon, Andrew, Mary, James, John, Thaddeus. Oh great! I'm glad you're all here. And then out of nowhere, Big James comes falling out of a tree. And he's like, "Hey guys!" They're like, "Oh, figs." We've got two James. Uh, I'm gonna call you Big James. You kill you cool with that, Young James? Uh, yeah, he's
1: clearly a big dude. <laughs> call him Big James. Now and that was where Jesus first got kind of like a little on the. Again, he's like like in that the little children one. He's still. He's poking fun a little he's, bit. He's playful about it. Yeah,
0: he's having fun. So, you know, we go through the whole thing is, and they're talking about that and they're just going, okay. So I, I love how Andrew was like so, oh my God, he's the Messiah, he's all here. But then he's just asking all these like, kind of dumb questions (laughs) and he's sitting there eating his apple he's like oh so this so yeah 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 so what are we gonna do it's like oh it's this and that and so how how are you gonna like are we gonna be there like special guests like dude it's not my special day this is the couples you know like and they're just joking back and forth about how andrew never had any friends and he goes yeah well people weren't lining up to play with play with you he's like yeah you had you did have one friend it was me you know just whatever And then Jesus just turns like, so Mary, did you ever think that uh, having brothers would be like this? And she's like, no, no, pretty much not. You're going to have 12 of them. (laughs) You're going to have 12. Oh, 12.
1: Okay, that's 12. Doesn't he, who was he, who was he talking, I forget who he was talking about when he was sharing history about when he was a kid and cracked his head open and... In this scene, Jesus is sharing about how when he was a kid, yeah, and he cracked his head open on something. He's like, "Oh, going on again," just being funny. Me a dude, I'm like, "This is great." Yeah, <clears throat> he's portraying a different side.
0: So this whole show is about the humanity of Je- Jesus and not the divinity of Jesus, which I love. Yeah, that's what it comes down to: because the humanity, the part of him that is human.
1: That we can all connect with, yes. Because if you watch every other story or movie, it's all you, the It's divinity. like, how do we even add up with this one? I, I can relate. So in so many different ways, you know. Aside from healing people, casting, you know, a legion of demons of people, um, turning water into wine, catching a thousand fish. Uh, aside from all of that stuff, I can relate. You'll get there, Chuck. Hopefully. <laughs> That's the goal, right? We can
0: do anything in Jesus' name, just as long as it's uh, it's the will of the Lord. But anyway, so we got Mary and Dinah, and they were adorning the, the chupa. <laughs> the hookah, <laughs> The chupa. Whatever. Try the wine. Dude, this wine is awesome. And she was exp- explaining what was in the wine. It was like it's got this wine, it's got honey, it's got some black pepper in it. And I'm like, that sounds really, really good. Yeah. And they try it, and okay, this wine is wicked good. We're gonna serve this first, and then we'll do, and then we'll do the uh, the the old wine afterwards. Like, oh man, that's the oldest trick in the book. That'll be perfect. Head count still forty white, right? right? And um, <laughs> and it's like um, yeah, sure. Sure it is, uh huh, okay. So, it's weird because later on they all seem to get pretty mad at Thomas, and you know his his partner there. When it's like, "Hey, you gave us a head count of forty, not on us." Right. You know this really was them, but nobody wanted them to be embarrassed. Right. Nobody did. Nobody there who was part of it wanted to see them embarrassed.
1: Well, the thing is, is it wouldn't have been Thomas that was embarrassed. It would have been the parents of the groom. Right. Right. So. Which the dad is, like, stressing through the whole episode.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Like, because he's trying to add up to the bride's father. He's comparing himself to that, and it's like. You can just see him sweating through half the episode, basically. Like, how am I going to do this? Am I going to do this the right way? Yep. Am I going to because, you know, I have to prove to this family who's wealthier than me. Yeah, and treats us like dirt. <laughs> right. That can take care of their daughter. Right. So,
0: finally, the wedding's going on. Jesus is there. Oh, here he is. They're cool. They're singing it. They're singing in their dancing circles. You know, something well, about the pride of Jerusalem.
1: Well, back up for a second yeah. because. Before we even get there, you see, back when they're walking to here, mm-hmm. right before he says, "Right over that, right over that rise, we'll be in Canaan." Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about how there's going to be powerful people at this, at the wedding. Oh yeah, yeah. And Simon's like, "Who?" And he's like, "Well, <laughs> I know the most powerful person." of all mm. my mom yeah. <laughs> my mother <laughs> <laughs> like yep. wait a minute even then you can see it's like you see the i don't know you, you see other movies where you have all I can think of is like a southern little old, little old southern black woman who or the grandma of the family where you 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 sit there and she speaks in Everybody listens. like Everybody stops. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is alluding to this, like, the most powerful person I know is my mom. Yep. Like, it shows just, as funny as that is, it also shows such a level of humility, because even though he embodies, Mm -hmm. he is the embodiment of God himself, he's still looking at, like, my mom is still the highest authority in my life right now, yep. basically. And he's still giving credence to that. He's still giving honor to that. He's still respecting that. Um, and I think that's... And again, he's just being funny about it. Yeah. But it's... it's. And then he shows up with everybody, and he's like, I brought a few friends. And she's yeah. like, yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, everybody said it was cool for them to show up, right? So,
0: Yeah. <laughs> So they're all, they're, they're dancing, and my last count was 80. There are 80 people here, and Thomas is like, what? uh, what? And he's trying to figure this out. He goes, well, I did tell you this. I did tell you that we needed four, but I'm sure we can, with what we have, we can we can get 60 people. Okay. Okay, we're going to figure this out. Um, that's when you realize that they also that there's they have a relationship. These two, you know, he's like, yeah, yeah, like he didn't want to make her feel bad because he, he was saying, I told you so. But he was recognizing that he shouldn't just sit there on the whole. I told you so that just builds up his pride and all that stuff. Right. Which which of us haven't been there. Right. Not me. I mean, I mean, I have like
1: I can't say that I've never been there. Right. So yeah, I can't either. Yeah. So it's like, is eh. it that though, or does it go back to the fact that he doesn't just want to be prideful and say "I told you so," or is he coming across like "I told you, no, you were right," and trying to score points? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's how I took it. Could it? Could it just be that they were business partners and he was truly admitting that he was wrong? Yeah. But I think yeah. that that relationship that has been there was a business partner. And I think either one of two things. That business partner relationship will be there for the whole thing. Or he wants to get out of the friend zone but is stuck in the friend zone. Right. Well, it's just it's all those day dates they keep doing.
0: Right. No more day dates. Oh. A body shake. <laughs> You're a full-on body. Body shake, <laughs> and uh, so yeah. As they're there, um, basically the MC there is raising his glass and blesses the Lord, and you know, <laughs> okay, let's let's bless this party. Let's keep on going here, and this is a good wine. Wow, it's good wine. All right, cool. And then, it's
1: Thomas, amazing how much the wine plays such a big part in the in the in the wedding.
0: Yeah, I mean, geez. I wish my wedding lasted as long as this, this, this did because my wedding seemed like it was done. Like my reception was over in like 15 minutes. That's what it I feels think in like. reality it was four hours, but it was like 15 minutes. And I'm like, I don't remember Goodnight. half my
1: reception or my wedding.
0: Yeah. I, I, re- I do remember that there were like five people who said they were going to buy me a drink, and I forgot who they were. So I spent the majority of the time saying, did you say you were going to buy me a drink? No, it wasn't you. Did you say you were going to buy me a drink? No, it wasn't you. I'm like, huh. So I can understand why you want to have some wine at a wedding. Right, I, I would have
1: loved a glass of wine at my you wedding. You can also understand from the guy's perspective, too, why Simon was like, I don't remember that. Yeah. Because even my wife can be like, remember this? I'd be like, vaguely. Yeah. Like I know some key points of my actual wedding day. Um, I remember waking up. I remember you were there. Oh, yeah, I was there. Um, we had breakfast. We did. We did have breakfast. We did have breakfast.
0: Yeah. And then getting ready. I remember all of that. I remember we all crammed in my truck. I was like, <laughs> yay, I've got extra seats. Let's all pack <laughs> into the bus.
1: <laughs> but the actual reception, such a blur. Oh, yeah. So Just I can, I, I can totally relate to even... Going to the beginning of the episode and talking with si- and looking at Simon, yeah, my wife remembers a thousand times more of our wedding day than I do. Yeah,
0: I I'm pretty sure I was in like maybe four pictures of the entire night. You do not, unless you guys have other ones that weren't didn't surface. But I, I I'm I'm pretty non-existent in most weddings I go to. <laughs> Even the you're a lot my, of mine. My favorite is the. Uh, the picture of all of us and you guys are on the on the cart and you're going down and all you see is like my eyeball if you zoom in and enhance like 50,000 times somehow behind like i think it's either like my hairball or a ball or just like a piece of my, my hairline behind tommy and i'm like yep was it That's angel who was up top on top of the thing and they got yelled uh, at. before before we got yelled <laughs> at for all of us being <laughs> like seventeen people riding on a golf cart. You can't do that. No. Yeah, anyway, it was a fun wedding. I enjoyed it. Anyway. So the whole point is at this point Thomas is he's he's talking to the servants there, and he's just being like, okay, so uh, here's how you're gonna pour it. You're gonna put in this much, also only about three quarters full. And if they come and say they want more, tell them that you'll be right back. But guess what?
1: You're not coming be. back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you're shortchanging them, and you know it. <laughs> and then, so they're there, you know, the MC guy comes in. And he's like, hey. Guests look, are looking like they're having a great time, but the servants don't look happy. What's the deal? Oh, you know, everything's good. We're all good. We're all good. Don't worry about it. We're all good. Okay, fine. Um, and, you, and Abner arrives. So then there's that whole conversation where, I mean, Abner's had a, dr- a couple drinks or two, and he starts off sounding like he's a pretty okay guy, but very ag- arrogant in his way. And he starts, like, almost complimenting in them, and he goes, yeah, well, you know, hey, I'll be honest. At first... I thought this was a horrible idea. I mean, you're from Nazareth and you're from over, and you tra- you're a traveler and your trade, oh, like, geez, like, what do you think you're going to do? But blah, blah, blah. And as he's going off, he's just like, wait, I lost my train of thought. It's like, oh, good. The wine's good. <laughs> the wine's working. Awesome. Perfect. And <laughs> he, he, he's basically ripping on their family and how they're basically below him and everything. But. He got sidetracked because of where he was, uh, with the wine. Okay, you know, and and honestly, it, again, it comes down to they 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 done they've done some great jobs, um, mainly with the casting. Yeah. I feel like everybody really fits into their characters so well in the show, and I thought Abner was just was perfect. He fit very very. He was wrong. he was perfect for for the character that they were trying to portray here. Um, so again we go back to Thomas who's freaking out. How about we just give them extra date cakes? Date, date cakes or we oversalt the food and they'll start thirsting for water instead. Like what can we do? He's thinking about everything in his own strength which we've talked about before with Peter, trying to find everything he can do in his own strength in order to fix this situation, which we talk about every day in our own lives. And at least every half an hour of our lives, we want to do something in our own strength and not trust that the Lord has an option and to stop and listen. Hmm? Every half an hour? I say at least. (laughs) You have a lot more credit for yourself than I give myself. (laughs) (laughs) But... you know basically the party's still going on while thomas just kind of sits back and and freaks out you he's know he's basically
1: having a, he's having a mental breakdown oh he is he's done he's sweating he's freaking out yep. he's losing it like uh, what he's at that he's almost at that point at with the wedding where peter peter yeah simon was with the fishing mhm
0: he's just done like what do i do yeah like, there's nothing else I can do at this point. I just give up and walk out. Or, you know, like I told you about the speech contest that last time. It's like I just got to a point where I was like, I should just walk off the stage right now. And as I was about to walk up the stage, they clapped me off. I'm like, okay, good. They told me it's okay to get off the stage. Thank you. <laughs> oh, jeez. Nightmare. Um, But anyway, so we finally get to see the disciples all kind of hanging out together and, and discussing things, just talking. Right. You know they're getting to know each other a little bit, and they're talking about you know what the plan is, what's going on, and that's where um, Simon r- relays that same conversation he had with his his brother Andrew about like Dad never learned us never like never taught us how to fish, we learned by just watching him and we made our mistakes and we did that and he explains it and that's when you know Mary's like well then I guess we just sit here and watch him. Forever, you know, just see how he's doing things, and and try to model that, you know, try to try to like embody that ourselves. you um, well, brought up a good point
1: too, because they in this conversation. They're talking about how typically the the difference between them and other students, because they're, they're talking about how they're learning things. Yeah, well, they were never students. <laughs> other students of other rabbis the student picked the rabbi. Right, not the rabbi picking <laughs> Pick the, the teacher. Student. Exactly. Or in this case, Oh, well, rabbi picking the student, yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. And that's and I think that's what's that was a real valid point where they're they're confused about it. like everything is backwards and it goes back to the first will be last, last will be first, like go, like Jesus came to as as the tagline of the show is get used to different. You know, for so many ways. Get used to different because Jesus is trying to show them a whole different way of living and get used to different just for the show itself because we're finally watching a show that's actually a really good show. It's well-written. Right. It feels good. It's amazing to watch. The characters develop well. They have depth. And, you know, you just—you want to know where it's going to go, and you're not not bored with it. Right. Like we've talked about, it's so easy to get bored with anything Christian— Christian based because it's just like read out of the Bible, stand here and do this, or it's a it's a cheap, Hallmark looking knockoff of a movie we we've already seen. Because I'm pretty sure that movie What If with Kevin Sorbo, isn't that basically What If? Yeah, it's it's on it's on Pure Flix and stuff like that. But the whole point is like he's he's this business business executive, and something happens where he gets into a car accident or something like that, and you know, once he goes to bring his car in to get fixed, he realizes that he's living the life that he almost had if he didn't leave to become a rich executive. And he's like already married. He's got kids. He's a pastor at a church. And it's like, uh, but it's him. Like in his mind, he's still who he was. But he's thrown into this whole new situation. So basically the same story as Nicolas Cage and The Family Man. The Family Man. I'm like The Weatherman? No, Family Man. Yes. It's the exact same thing, but it's a Christian version of The Family Man. It was a really good movie. If you get a chance, check it out.
1: Uh, What If with Kevin Sorbo. Um, Anyway. Although although I liked The Family Man, too. Yeah. Nicolas Cage actually did a good job in that movie. (laughs) Oh, Cage.
0: Rage King. And what's her name too? Um Sharon Stone. No. Is that not her in that one? No. Um,
1: Leone. Oh Tia Leone. That's what it was. Yeah. Tia Leone. Yeah. She Leone. she was she was phenomenal in this. Yeah. And the crazy thing is with that movie too, again for some reason it's easy I think we miss it. We get so used to all these special effects and Graphics that when you see a movie like Family Man and the story is what catches your attention, like mm. this, right? There, there's not a lot of special effects in that show, no, in that movie, no. or in this show. No. And when you get so engulfed in it and so tied up in it because it's the story and the characters that draw you in, mm-hmm. that makes it such a better show or movie than it's like Star Wars Episode One. Computer graphics were great. For the time at the time. Phantom Menace? The graphics were it was ninety percent computer CGI. The whole movie, yes. Yeah, but the acting and the storyline was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean if you if you if you actually took the time and the money That they put into the graphics, and you put that into the character building, into the storyline, into the script. Oh, yeah. thousand times better. Oh, yeah. Well, eh. Yeah. You would have had Rogue One. Mm, Rogue One. Good story. Rogue One's good. Good character depth. In this show, you're getting phenomenal character depth. You're seeing... And what's cool is they're filling in the blanks that scripture doesn't talk to you about. You don't get to see that... Doubting Thomas, he's doubting when Jesus comes back from the dead and he has to touch his fingers and put his put, put his fingers in his palm or put his fingers in the side of him to make sure that he really is Jesus. Right. That wasn't just a one-time thing. No, that not at all. That is Thomas. He questions and doubts everything. And it really brings into the case, okay, you know what? He's called Doubting Thomas not because of that one time he's called Daddy Thomas because there's a history here. Right. Um, Mr. Logical. Yeah, and you're seeing all the, you're seeing background story to all these characters that you don't get to see Mm -hmm. in other stories or in scripture itself. But I think it's really cool because it just expands on it and makes it a better story. Totally,
0: totally. So, I mean, as they're all sitting there, I mean, we're not seeing Thomas right now, but it's just the rest of them are all hanging out at the restaurant there and, not the restaurant. <laughs> at the at the party. They're at, the, they're at a table. And <clears throat> there's that whole thing where they're talking about what Thaddeus was doing. He's like, oh, yeah, that's how I met him. You know, he was doing this. We were working together. And he's like, okay, you're a mason. was like, well, I was doing something. So, something. He's like, well, what are you making? And he goes, uh, something that I wouldn't say in front of a woman. He's like. Basically, he's like, "Were you making a toilet?" Like a latrine. <laughs> was it was a latrine. He's like, "Yeah, whatever." He's like, "So you, you, you and Jesus are sitting there making a latrine." He's like, "No, no, no. He was making the ramp for the handicapped people to get up to it." <laughs> he's like, "Okay, well, I guess that makes sense. But why didn't he just like heal them so they could walk up?" And and you know they can actually navigate those stairs without the need of a ramp. And he's just well, and everyone's just like, "His time his is not." yet, you know, for it to be public has not yet come. But why? Well, that's the question that, you know, why Why is the sky blue? Like, we don't have an answer for that. Why is he doing this? I don't know, but that is what he's doing, in fact, so.
1: There is an answer to why the sky is blue, but we won't. Uh,
0: yeah, it's, it's the hydrogen.
1: Yeah, well, okay, anyway. So, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. We need, to, we need to pick, like. A day? A day. Daytime to do it. It's like I listen to you and Will, and one week you're tired, the next week he's tired. One week you're tired, and whenever we do ours, we're both tired. Well, it's
0: it's like we're we're coming on midnight over here. So anyway, um, but as they're going through it, it's just funny. They start getting into the whole thing with Andrew and his his four left feet. You know, it's like what do what do you so. That's what it kind of comes up. It it's is like, it's like, feet. so they're walking up there and they see Jesus and he's like, oh, let's go get dancing. He goes, yeah, we can't. That's not a great idea. He's like, why? He's like, Andrew has four left feet. He's like. Four left feet. And, and again, Jesus is just laughing about this. Like, what does that even mean? He's he goes making fun <laughs> of him. He's like, well, he basically just looks like a donkey, you know, trying to walk on hot coals. <laughs> that's that's what he and looks Jesus like. goes,
1: is this true?
0: <laughs> it's like, this is true. This is something I got to see. You know, like, let's go ahead and take a look and how, see how this goes. But as he's about to walk up there, that's when Mary approaches Jesus. Basically explains there's no wine. And he's just like, okay, why are you telling me? And she's like, well... Because, like, you could do something about this. He's like, Mother, my, my time has not yet come. And she comes back with, you know, the so-many-years-ago response is, If not now, when? She's so, using her his words against Exactly. Him. And he's like, ah, Okay, fine. So he goes in there, and they have all these cisterns, right? And he's looking at them. And, and Thomas is just sitting there like, I'm going to die. Like, I'm going to lose my business, and this is just going to be horrible. This is the end and, of me. Yeah. And <laughs> Jesus just goes, fill these jars of water. And like, you know, and they're like, what? Thomas is like, you realize we need wine, yeah. not <laughs> like, water. We need wine, not water. And as he says it, basically, everybody who's working with Thomas just, like, turns around and says, get it right away. And Thomas is still doubting. These people who don't even know who he is, but see his authority, where he's coming in and just saying, "Fill these with water." They're like, "Go, go, go!" And he's like, "What?" So he he kind of gets into the whole thing where he's just saying, "Listen, you're you're a pretty responsible man, aren't you? You know." And he's just he goes off and he goes from the per, from the directions that you provided, I see no logical solution to the problem. Been there on that yeah it's just like oh my god like I know you're saying this but I don't see the logic even when Peter said he's like oh yeah is he big is he, is he a doctor like can he do this and he can't help me here we put we put God and we put Jesus in such a box right you know that's what we do we say he can do these things but of course he can't do these things he's not gonna drop money in our laps we can pay our bills he's not gonna buy me a new DeLorean I'd I'd love it. I wouldn't drive it around too often because that stainless steel body is just super heavy.
1: Well they fly now, so
0: yeah. Oh, they do fly. Well, if you get the hover conversion in there, but that's only twenty nine nine ninety nine ninety five.
1: Twenty nine.
0: The conversion kit's thirty grams. Yes. Okay. Twenty nine nine ninety nine ninety five. Ridiculous for the conversion. I'll uh, hover convert your old flyer into a skyway or your whole <laughs> yeah whatever. Anyway, so here we go. <laughs> Ah, Goldie Wilson the third here. Mary approaches Jesus, no wine, and then he kind of goes in there and says, "Hey, leave the room." You know. And he, his line, his line to Thomas too. After he said he sees no logical explanation, he just says, "It's gonna be like that sometimes, Thomas." And Thomas just turns around and looks at him, and I think it, he didn't actually ask, but it's more like how do you know my name and who I am and any of these answers, you right.
1: know? He's like, how do you know that?
0: Yeah. And so it's like, there's no time for this, you know. Uh,
1: and, and,
0: and Judge Jesus is like, join me, and I will show you a new way to count and measure, you know? And again, Thomas comes back, where I don't understand, you know? So he just says, "Keep watching." I thought that whole that whole thing was worth saving as as just you know a note there because he's just saying it. He's like, "Listen, I'm going to show you a whole different way that we where your skills are going to be useful."
1: He says it to each and every single one of them,
0: right? And and that's what we keep on seeing is that he is basically saying, "You have these skills and these giftings for a reason," but. They can be used for the kingdom. Right. And we're going to see that happen because I love you and we're doing this. Right. So Abner at this point is is, uh, feeling pretty good and wants more wine. So he starts talking about it. At that point, you just see him kind of in it. And then Thaddeus is talking about um, how his father was upset that he didn't stick to their trade. And, you know, he went off and became a a stonemason instead. Okay, well, that really didn't work out too well. But, I mean, back then, it made sense. You stuck with the trade of your fa- your family. So if you just go ahead and do something different, that's, that's pretty much considered disrespectful at that point. Right. But he's like, I had to do what I had to do. I, I wanted to do this, and I'm doing it. So then he gets into the whole conversation about masonry, which I thought was a really cool line. Like, masonry isn't hard. It's just more permanent. This is more of a final situation, you know, like a smith, you know, who's who's doing stuff with metal. All they have to do is put the iron back in the fire, and then reform things if they need to. It's like once you do that first cut with stone, that's it. That's that's no what you got. Back. That's what you got. So anyway, the point is he has it set for a certain thing, and it's just not. It was not beneficial to him. I was really. Now he's having we're this conversation with Mary.
1: Mag- with uh, with Mary, right? Yes. Talk about that conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's. It's just. That's kind of
0: where we're at here. But, so Jesus goes in. Over there, and he prays over the jars of water. He says, "I'm ready, Father. You know, basically, I'm ready to go ahead and start fulfilling what you've put me for. Like, I can, I can read things. I can pay attention to things. That's all great. But I'm ready, Father, for you to have, show me that I can perform miracles." So he goes in there. He prays over the jars. I'm um, ready, and he, you know he just looks, and in, in his hand you've got what looks like wine. So I nice thought looking this wine. was,
1: I thought this was brilliant. Oh yeah. And the reason why, because my first reaction to watching this part of this the scene is, I was half because there's probably what eight or nine giant stone jars. Wine jars there jugs i half expected like the jugs to shake a little bit see some sort of like (laughs) something going on that would show the changing of the water to the wine yeah but it's so again it's just there it's It's so simple he just dips his hand into it and squeezes it, and you can see the wine dripping from his hand. Yeah. You can see that the red, the red wine dripping from his hand. Yeah, it was and all was his
0: like, favorite never wines. Yes. Sorry, that's a hook reference. If you don't get it. all my favorite never foods, yeah, because <laughs> empty table. He
1: was doing it. Yeah, Peter. he was
0: doing it. He took he took what was seemingly nothing and turned it into something else, or at least got it to the point where people were were perceiving it as something that was so much you know different. And but the thing is, he didn't he he wanted to please his mother he didn't want it to these people to be um embarrassed got a business, shamed yeah, yeah you know shame yeah shamed so he's like i'll do it all right here we go so he prays over it we got that and he just hands he's like take some of this put it into a jug and bring it over to the master of the banquet so it's it's so funny because as you, as they go in there all you hear from the servants is like excited laughter you know they're just like oh my god there's wine in here and and thomas is just like still staring off like i don't get it there's no logical sense behind this there's no way that he somehow like had wine here unless you know and my thought would be like oh maybe he's got a secret tunnel underneath you know for this place <laughs> and he can see you know he can sneak in and go get it no thing is, Thomas is just, like, not having it. It makes no sense. He's so confused. So, basically, as that continues to go on... um, Save the life of the master. Oh, okay. Jesus praying over the jars. I'm ready to get this. Okay. I was reading the right spot. But (laughs) basically, Thomas stares up the jars in total and utter confusion just does not know how to handle the whole situation, right? And Simon...
1: I mean, aren't we all that way, though, when, when God's wisdom outweighs and outdoes conventional wisdom, and we're like, I thought this through 100,000 ways, and it doesn't make sense, but that 100,000th one way is what you choose, it still doesn't make sense, but yet somehow 2 plus 2 equals 5 in your book,
0: right.
1: and you made it happen how we we can never figure it out fully um and then this is when um i don't even know her name she brings the the wine over to the, the m c yeah the, the the head the the um is it the m c yeah he's
0: pretty much the master yeah, of master
1: of ceremonies, and he drinks it and he goes into the whole thing of typically
0: he says, "Stop stop the music. Like he stops the entire party just to like announce that how amazing this whole situation was. right He's like
1: usually what they usually do is they say they give you the good wine at first, and then basically once you're drunk mm-hmm. they give you the cheap wine because mm-hmm. at that point in time, you just don't care. And he goes, and not that it matters because he's like, it doesn't really matter. like it doesn't change anything but for some reason you guys saved the best for last mhm and then that's when the the um the what's his name the the bride's father yep drinks it and then he was like
0: oh that line was so good what go was it? oh you don't remember it i don't know was, you wanted to say it. go ahead well, we're not even we there. Um, oh, I might have skipped something, but yeah, he he drinks the wine, and he's sitting there like, "What? Is it? Is it? Is something wrong?" And he goes, "Yeah, I, I was. was." It's like, "Ooh." You know, like that one little thing, that one little gesture that Jesus did. I mean, little, whatever. He changed four, four, five, six. It was actually quite it was a like few six, down seven there. Seven or eight, yeah. Uh, bottles or jugs of these wine, of this wine, and he was just like, "Yeah, I was wrong. Like these guys are, they're good people, right? You know, and they're they're putting, they're giving us a good time. They're doing what they need to do, and I'm proud of that." So you got Simon who pops up and he goes, "Fish, wine." what'll be next? You know, I'll, I'll, and just says, I'll go with you to the ends of the earth. You know? And, and Jesus is like, okay, you know, we'll see. <laughs> Cause he knows. You, um, You're going to betray me. Well, to a point, I, I saw a, a meme today and it was Jesus and Peter playing basketball. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> And it was just like Jesus keeps trying to shoot it in, and, and Peter keeps knocking it out, and it says it says Peter denies Jesus three times.
1: It's awful. <laughs> That's awful. I thought it was pretty great.
0: So they're having their dance party, and, you know, so they're out there dancing, and then they finally get... You know, old, old, old uh four left footer out there dancing to Peter or Simon, ah Andrew, Theodore, <laughs> Alvin. Okay, um, so he's out there dancing, <laughs> and she, the, uh, Simon looks over. He's like, "So you think you can help him?" And Jesus just goes like you said, <laughs> Simon. There's some things that I even that I even I can't do. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it's great they're having such a fun time so um but they're just so you got the two the two wine people there you got thomas and and her and they're just like he gave us even more wine than we need like what did he do and thomas is just staring off into the distance just totally like just blown away by what happened here and not understanding any of it and it's like he told me to follow him you know, he told me he wants me to meet him in Samaria. I, I don't know what to think. And she's like, For once in your life, don't think. Right. just, just don't think. Do it. You're being called to something amazing. Go ahead and do it. And again, it, it 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 plays into their to their relationship. You know, what is going on between these two? How long have they known each other? Are they just really good friends? Uh is this something that he's he's basically gonna be giving up potentially? You know what is it? I don't know,
1: but yeah, and I think you know as we as we do every week, you know to close out we we always go, whoa, microphones, um, we always try to tie this into who what's going on today and how you know Jesus is calling us today um, and it's what's cool is as you're watching this, as we'll probably see with Matthew. Thank you. Um, as we see so far with everybody, and we'll probably see with Matthew and everybody else later on, exactly where they're at, Jesus says he calls them to do what they're already doing, but for him. Wake up, Lee.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> I was thinking about it. I was thinking about the coolest scene after this.
1: <laughs> Lee's falling asleep over here. It's like 1130. And all I see is Lee is like... I didn't snore. Okay, aside from the snoring, don't take that thing out. Please okay, take the th- <laughs> You were saying, Chuck I I dare anyone to have a serious conversation with Lee after ten o'clock at night. It's not doable. Oh, this head massager is just
0: Oh man. It is heavenly. Ah.
1: <laughs> you were saying? Proceed. Um, yeah, so when Wanda meets Vision, oh, wrong wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it. Okay. Oh, Want to meet vision? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I was kidding. Um No, I mean Jesus actually calls every single one of us right where we're at. Right. Um and he actually uses what they do for a job and says, "You I I put this gift in you." And I'm calling you to do that, just not for the way you're thinking you should do it. Exactly. And you know, for everyone today, you know, whether you play an instrument, or you're a people person, or you build things, or you're administrative, fix things or, admin- or yeah. things, um, or administrative, whatever you do. Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart saying, I still want you to do this, but I want you to do this for me. The question that we have to ask ourselves is how does he want us to do it for him? And then go seek after him to find that. Um, So again, at the end of every episode, there's always a call to see if you are feeling that God is knocking at the door of your heart, or if you feel as though God is calling you to do something and you're still you're like thomas and you just don't understand what he's truly asking you to do Mm. um go before him ask him um but but first you know choose to make that step of believing who he is be like simon and go i i i want to follow there's nothing else i want to do but follow him um and i promise you i know for i lee meet myself as we made the decision to follow christ ourselves our lives drastically changed um as i'm sure yours will as well too so take the time to really seek out what god is asking you to do um if you have any questions i think lee there's a facebook page that you can always ask questions on as well too um black and white productions 2019 there you go on facebook um I'm not on Facebook, but if you have any questions, put it up there. Lee, you know, we can answer some of those questions. Um, or we can actually answer some of those questions on this podcast one time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if God is calling to you, don't ignore it. Go after it. Chase it. Try to find those answers for yourself. Um, but with that, um, we're excited to see, talk to you guys next week. We're doing episode six next week. Uh-huh. We should have three left. Um, hopefully we'll be a lot earlier and Lee won't be falling asleep in the middle of the podcast (laughs) Um, but until then good afternoon, good evening and good night.
0: Adios amigos have a great one guys